Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live, your Monday edition. Steve Smolenskowski here in studio with Brad Gray. Brad, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Steve. Good to be on with you this morning. Yeah, it's awesome. Good to be here. We kind of had... Uh, Kind of some last-minute changes here, and we're so excited that we are have the opportunity to visit with you this morning. Uh, so what the, what's happening so far? It's uh, Let's see, it's about 9 o'clock, so you've been awake for about three hours, four hours? Right, right on. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on so there far? Uh, you know, it was great. I, on the way into the studio this morning, I, I think a lot of us that I've talked to have felt kind of just the, the weariness from the continuous cold that we've had this winter. And it was just kind of a nice uh, movement of grace that the Lord gave me where it's like, you know, nothing happens apart from his permission. And the only thing that he can permit is something that he intends for our blessing. And so he kind of just moved my heart to, to thank him for the cold this morning. And it was just, it's kind of a nice refreshment of my perspective, uh, you know, for something that's just to a large degree, but a little bit wearisome up to this point. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a kind of a, a tough winter and uh, we appreciate all of you sticking with us. And we're here to, we're here to bring you the joy, evangelization, the middle of the word there Angelos is for the angels, the good news. We're all about bringing you the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, good news, great. Um, again, last Monday, we were there together at the banquet here in Fargo. What a great opportunity. Awesome. That Just was a, so a cool. joy to be with all you yeah. again. So, thank you for coming out for that banquet and supporting Real Presence Radio. Before we get too far in the conversation, we want to lead with a prayer. Let's do it. Um, so, let's do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who instructed the hearts of thy faithful through your Holy Spirit, grant that through your Holy Spirit we may be always joyful and rejoice in his consolation and wisdom. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've been trying to remember, memorize that prayer for my entire life, and I always get it wrong. But as long as you put the words in there in the wrong order, they yeah. work, right? Well, the Lord just wanted to bring other things to the front, I think. Yeah. And, you know, uh, before we jump to our conversation here, Brad, you mentioned this morning, of course, today, if you prayed the rosary um, this morning, great. If you haven't, go ahead and do it. Joyful Mysteries today. Mm. You mentioned uh, the fifth Joyful Mystery, yeah, kind yeah. of the little was, anomaly there. Yeah, I was just kind of struck by the reality that... Um, at one point as I was praying, I, was, I thought it was kind of an odd paradox that the finding of Jesus was a joyful mystery. And that, in fact, the joy only became because they first lost Jesus. Like, otherwise, it would just be a regular day in the life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, right? Just going to the temple, coming back to home, and continuing on with a regular routine. But it's only because they had this sorrow that they experienced this incredible joy of recovering Jesus. And so I, I think it's just kind of whether it be the cold or any other struggles that we're experiencing in our lives, like all of that, the only reason the Lord God can allow that, will allow that, is because he has a gift. He has something that he wants to share with us. And I love the phrase you used there, recover Jesus. I think that's a, a, a Monday. It's mm-hmm. a great day to wake up in the morning and go, okay, how did I fail last week? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to recover Jesus in my yeah. life um, and find him in the temple, the temple Amen. of my body, right? Amen. The, the temple yeah. of the Holy Spirit. So. 
Well, we are uh, rejoicing this morning to be in studio mm-hmm. with Jennifer Anderson. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Oh, I'm in great um, company here with you two. Well, we're hoping the Holy Spirit arrived while we were praying. Or he was already here, so yeah. that's yes. the best company. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Jennifer. Well, um, I, I own and operate Redeeming Grace Counseling here in Fargo. <clears throat> and I've uh, been in practice for about three and a half years on my own. And um, being a Catholic counselor in the secular world is kind of a a small group, but I'm part of the Catholic Psychotherapy Association, and so there's over 500 of us members. Um, My private practice, I provide counseling for individual families and couples, and I also recently hired my former professor, so Dr. Ken Flanagan, and hiring some addiction counselors as well as I got some groups going as well. Wow. So, Jennifer, as you're starting Redeeming Grace, in fact, even before that, um, what what prompted you? Like, what gave you a sort of interest or a passion in going into, you know, mental health? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> myself, I, I really struggle with depression and anxiety, and I see. Thank you for the water. <laughs> um, and and just seeing the broken world and how we. Um, just struggle with, I see so many people with the mental health issue turn away from God, and we need to turn towards God. And that's where um, just emptying ourselves so God can fill us up and remove all of those those struggles that we have. So that's where I got started. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, I, I like how you shared, Jennifer, that you yourself struggle with, with, uh, with things, and I think sometimes that's where we begin where that actual difficulty in our life becomes a gift to others. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Right. Well, just like uh, when somebody is in Alcoholics Anonymous, who is the leader but somebody who's been there. Mm-hmm. And so I certainly you know, live there or been um, on the other side of the chair. I'm able to uh, understand and have empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, being a therapist with somebody when they're in their ultimate darkest times is a very intimate relationship mm-hmm. um, where I am able to um, invoke the Holy Spirit. I start and end with prayer. And if it's it's because of God that helps me help other people. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I think that's just amazing because, as you said, having that that empathy, that I, there's a, I imagine something that is so important for, for the work that you're doing is taking something from the abstract and the theoretical into the real life situation because we can we have just a beautiful rich vision of reality given to us by the faith right by by Christ in the the faith that he's delivered to us but sometimes the implementation of that into our own real lives is is not the way that we would envision it's not something like you just draw it up and there it is right and, and it comes with a lot more complexity than just um, you know the application of an abstract, right? I don't, I don't know if you're following what I'm saying, but um, just, just you know, for example, for me, okay, I've been through divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not my choice. It, it was something that I found up. I, I wound up finding myself in that situation. That's not God's design for marriage. That's not the way it's supposed to be. I, I know what God's design is for marriage. That we're supposed to be stay together, husband and wife, raise a family together. That's the way it's supposed to be. All of a sudden, my life, the reality that I was in was very different than the abstract ideal that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't do anything about that. I can't change that. So now all of a sudden, I have to, I have to take what does this abstract principle mean in my real life context? And it's, it's 
puzzling oftentimes. It is, it is. And that's where we need to turn to God even more. Mm-hmm. I too had a, was in a divorce. Um, and that, I, I tell so many people that it was my annulment, and mm-hmm. you can say that too, is mm-hmm. such a healing yes. um, yep. experience. And it was very, I felt desolate and alone and turned away from God for a while. And just like when people will say, well, I'll go to the gym once I get in shape. It's like, I'll go to, <laughs> go to church once I um, get my life in order. And it's the, the church is the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the healing really began. And when I was able to <clears throat> go back to school and become a therapist myself, and now helping out with uh, the Diocese of Fargo with uh, the marriage prep uh, life skills, mm-hmm. and also with the Vetti to Annulment Counseling. It's just kind of... And it, it's so healing when you help others, continues to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that, because obviously uh, psychiatry and psycho, psychotherapy is a, a thing we deal with in the world. But as Catholics, as you kind of alluded to, Brad, and we're going down that road, we look at it differently. Yeah. And I think what you, you know, great thing you said there is, okay, so here's the concept that the church presents. Here's my real life experience. You can either say, how does this concept of the church apply to my real life experience? Or the church has got it wrong, because that's not right. how it works. And so as Catholic Catholics, we look at it differently, correct? Oh, most definitely. I don't know how many times I've heard from my clients who'll say, well, I, I'm so grateful to find a Catholic counselor mm-hmm. because um, somebody that's a secular counselor or new age, totally opposite of, of us, um, they're spending more time explaining their faith or mm-hmm. those that mm-hmm. are steering them away and easily say, well, just get a divorce or, you know, what's wrong with pornography and all that stuff. And so it's, it's just refreshing. And so having the Catholic uh, Psychotherapy Association, uh, we're full of counselors, priests, bishops, um, psychiatrists, um, spiritual directors. And so the membership is primarily counselors, uh, but anybody can be hmm. a member as long as you abide by our bylaws. Wow. So how long has the the Catholic uh, Psychotherapy Association been in existence? Well, we're celebrating our 20-year anniversary, and the CPA, a Catholic Psychotherapy Association's conference, Grace Transforms Nature, Mm. our conference is coming up in April um, in Minneapolis. So although I'm four hours away, I'm considered a local, and so I'll be (laughs) part of the breakout sessions. Um, So we have some wonderful speakers and it's it's just so I, they're just like family to me, and they've been great support for me along my path uh, to just bounce some ideas off and 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 whatnot. But we have some great speakers that are there that'll be at our conference. And first, we're going to have a uh, Father John Horn um, for a, kind of a retreat for all of us oh, the nice. first time. And then um, he's an excellent author, and he's from the Saint Vincent de Paul Seminary. And then we've got two more days of, of learning about, um, the big one is all about integrating body and soul principles for Catholic approach to gender dysphoria. Mm. And that is a big thing with, with, our, um, with our group. And we've got two great speakers here. And one is from Susan Selner-Wright with the personandidentity.com. Oh, yeah. yep. And then Andrew Sodergren from RuaWoodsPress.com. Mm. So I highly recommend cool. everybody to check those uh, websites out. And uh, hopefully you'll, you'll learn more about it. I would like to bring some of their teachings to some of my groups. Awesome. So now the conference is, is for therapists, or is it for just 
the general public? Who, is, who can come to this? Anybody can. And you can go to catholicpsychotherapy.com and purchase tickets and learn more about it. It's April 28th, 29th, and 30th. And it's... Um, it's just uh, anybody can go, I should say, hmm. and it's it's just so much to be part of all of these great uh, breakout sessions and so many topics. So if you want to just see one or two, um, and you can go live online streaming as well. Hmm. I was struck by the title of it, "Grace Transforms Nature," because it, you know, it it, it sort of um, whether consciously or not, I suspect somewhat unconsciously, it, it kind of comes right at the notion the, the that Martin Luther held. Of uh, of redemption, you know that mm-hmm. that his notion was that we are inherently basically like a dung heap, and and Christ <laughs> that this is the analogy he used um, that that Christ's grace is like snow falling on the dung heap, so that the mm-hmm. Father doesn't see how disgusting we really are, mm-hmm. but instead sees Jesus. He looks mm-hmm. at his Son, and and we remain you know utterly depraved and corrupt, uh, and th- that was that's the core of the Lutheran and kind of Protestant notion of. What grace does mm-hmm. is it just covers over how repulsive we really are. But yeah. I mean, a Catholic perspective is so different, mm-hmm. right? The grace does transform nature. Yes, nature. Uh, I am also a convert. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so the whole coming home, the coming home network, I absolutely love. But yeah, grace transforms nature is um, totally redeemed. We're just mm-hmm. reborn. Well, and I, I, it's so funny that you keyed on that brad too because the same thing is we often hear in the church grace builds upon nature yeah yep um so there I, I'm, I'm curious about the uh the nuance there of grace yeah. builds upon nature grace transforms nature makes me think of something i just read in the catechism um where it says and i have to memorize the paragraphs better but uh he says we were given the decalogue by the lord because we failed to read what he had already written on our mm-hmm. hearts uh-huh. and I'm like, i've been pondering that for about a week now that you know nature the Lord has given us natural law. We failed to read it on our own hearts. So he had Moses go to the Mount Sinai where he wrote it down. (laughs) So it's just a great reminder. Yeah, and I just like kind of putting a bow on that. The the grace builds on nature versus the grace transforms nature. Uh, And I don't know if it's a versus so much, but I mean, it seems to almost more emphatically show that not only does it kind of just add an extra layer on to our nature that we have, but it actually does modify. It it corrects, it, it... heals in many ways our nature, right? So that it actually restores it to what it's intended to be in the midst of its fallenness. So I think that's that's a beautiful aspect as well. Well, we have to step away for a break here. We're going to come back on the other side of the break with Jennifer Anderson, more conversation on really just the this conversation right here on building upon nature and more on the, the psychotherapy a conference that's coming up. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski here along with Brad Gray. We will be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Brad Gray. I'm joined by Steve Splonskowski. And we are talking with Jennifer Anderson from Redeeming Grace Counseling. Uh, Jennifer, as we were... Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the Catholic Psychotherapy Association Conference coming up. And during the break, you were sharing with us a little bit more about that. Would you mind sharing that with our listening audience? Yes. Well, as we celebrate, we will renew the focus on the Eucharist as the center of our faith and the living representation of how God takes something so ordinary, hmm. bread, and transforms it and elevates it. He can do this with bread. Imagine what he can do with the work of the Catholic Psychotherapy Association. Mm. (laughs) He can take the ordinary work of our profession, transform it, and elevate it to be a living, working mission of healing and restoration of the mental health profession. Awesome. I mean, that grace transforms nature, especially as you apply that to the Eucharist, right? It it transforms the very nature Mm. of the thing into Jesus. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. We also know many of you are traveling out today. The roads are a little slippery, so be careful. And I guess we, you know, talking about some. There's been some accidents this morning mm-hmm. um, in our area. So if uh, you're uh, struggling today with that, uh, we certainly want want you to know that we're in solidarity here with you, praying mm-hmm. um, with you as our brethren. And uh, um, you know, and, and also, folks, keep in mind that you might be having a great day today or a normal day, but uh, that kind of situation with others be- makes it a difficult right. day. And as Catholics, as Christians, this is where our strength is that we come together and we love one another. Um, so let's continue to pray for one another. If you see an accident, slow down and also pray for one another uh, so that uh, we can, again, uh, rejoice in uh, our family, our families together and in safety um, and thank the Lord for the safety that you have today. And also, don't forget that it's, it's St. Valentine's Day. Right, exactly. What did I, you do today for your wife? Well, um, not I, yet. Oh, I can't. Don't say it on the radio. She'll know, right? <laughs> no, it was, it was nice. We got to just wish one another a happy Valentine's Day. We actually had a really kind of Valentine's Day laden uh, weekend where we had we went to the Valentine dinner at the cathedral on Saturday evening, and then we had with our Retrovi community we had another Valentine's Day couples celebration uh, yesterday afternoon, and then of course we got to celebrate the Valentine's Day Super Bowl 
um, last night, but it was, it was really a nice time. Lisa and I have had a, a really great time to get to be a couple over the course of the weekend here. And, um, so just kind of rejoicing in one another this morning. It was grateful to, to be able to have that opportunity to start the day off next to her. And, and she expressed the same. So it's, we're, we're really blessed by the Lord God for this gift of our married love. Oh, so yeah, my wife and I are going to lunch this afternoon. We actually go on a date every month, every Monday, mm. um, and uh, just step away to talk with the kids. And so we're having lunch this afternoon. But uh, we were supposed to go to the Valentine, couldn't make it in mm. because of the icy oh, roads yeah. over the weekend. But you know, sharing with uh, we were talking with the children on the way and about Saint Valentine. He's not on the calendar anymore because you know there wasn't enough history mm. um, as we went back and checked out the general calendar the church did years ago. But still a great story that uh, you know he uh, the, the stories that are shared that he married. Catholic couples in private because it wasn't allowed by uh, the by the Roman Emperor at the time, and and uh, the idea of you know your Valentine was that he had cured uh, somebody while he was in prison and he left a note behind saying your Valentine. Mm, right. That was the day he was he was executed. So that's where that idea of your Valentine. I, I'm always struck by this. You know, obviously St. Valentine's Day has been around forever. Yeah. So obviously it, it, it you know it was ingrained in the people somehow for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I think now. It should be a celebration of Holy Marriage Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. I, I think it's all the more important right now because, you know, a lot of times we talk about or we, we think about the, the vocation crisis that we have in terms of priestly vocations and, and that we pray for that at the church. But, you know, working in the Marriage and Family Life Office for the Diocese of Fargo, we currently have something like 40% of the marriages annually that we had 15 or 20 years ago in the church. People, couples are not getting married any longer. The, I, I'm not probably shocking anyone to say that the, the institution, the, the vocation of marriage itself is really taking a blow. And I think that the, the vocational crisis of the priesthood is directly related to that, that it's, it's from the vocation of marriage that those vocations are, are grown, you know, that they're formed. And so it is such an important feast, really, for us to celebrate the, the gift of married love that God has given us. So, uh, have a blessed Holy Marriage Day. Yes, I'm um, here on St. Valentine's Day. Jennifer, uh, what are you? What are you and your husband doing, Greg? What are you doing for uh, St. Valentine's Day? Well, it's been a four four day Valentine's weekend for mm. us as well. So we celebrate by uh, let's see, we went out for dinner. Actually, I'm I'm domestically challenged, so I don't cook much. So I like to go out to <laughs> go out to eat. So we had a nice dinner Friday night, Saturday night, and oh. a wonderful um, Sunday uh, fellowship with my parents. They um, have been married almost sixty years, and so we went and embraced the cold and went to Detroit Lakes for the ice palace down there. <laughs> and, and so so tonight is going to be kind of a nice quiet night together. Awesome. awesome. So I was going to say, Jennifer, that like another essential relationship that we have, we talk about the, the marriage relationship, right? But there's, there's a, a really critical aspect of just living life alongside others in community, right? And so mm-hmm. we've got coming up uh, in the Diocese of Fargo here, we've got the Redeemed Trusted Sister Women's Conference. And you're going to be, not only are you on the planning committee for this conference, you're going to be the MC for the conference. Yes, I am. We're so excited we yeah. finally get to have our yes. conference. Yeah, we were thinking about calling it the third time's a charm conference since yeah. we've had to cancel it twice already due to COVID. Well, and some people are calling it the Twisted Sister yes. Conference. <laughs> Almost everyone, actually, it seems. They do. <laughs> So I won't have my hair like that singer, but it's it's just been a wonderful uh, conference planning committee, and it's uh, for March 4th and 5th here in Fargo, mm-hmm. and you can go to the diocese of Fargo dot 
dot org. org. Yeah, Fargo Diocese.org slash redeemed women. women. There we go. Yep. Thank you. Um, so we've got a great uh, lineup, and uh, we also have satellite uh, throughout. Yes, five satellite locations yeah. throughout the diocese. Yeah. Parishes that are going to be bringing the conference in, streaming the conference in, have their own local component of it as mm-hmm. well, especially for the liturgical aspects. And today is the last day to register for the discounted rate Yes. On that. And also, if you're a nurse, social worker, or counselor, you can earn CEUs. So please um, sign up, and you can get a double double dip into a discounted ticket and free CEUs as well. Yeah. So, Jennifer, you are a busy gal. You've got the Catholic Psychotherapy Conference coming up. You've got the Redeemed Trusted Sisters Women's Conference coming up. Um, and But you have more stuff that you were telling us about as well. Um, so the women's retreat down in Lidgerwood with Father Andrew the weekend before, um, the last weekend wow. in February. Wow. And then I'll be uh, speaking to the deacons and their wives in Maryvale on March 12th. Wow. All about sex. <laughs> That's a great, great topic. <laughs> it's a beautiful topic. It is. It yes, is. it is. The Holy Spirit is there. And the Lord God's design. Absolutely. <laughs> So what are some of the, Jennifer, I got to ask you, what are some of the things that you find the most rewarding about being involved in in psychotherapy and working Mm -hmm. with people in the midst of their struggles? Well, as I mentioned, it's a very um, personal time when people are coming to me broken. And when they're able to find God, return to church, when I'm able to make referrals to Rachel's Vineyard for um, post-abortive healing, um, for somebody that hasn't been to uh, confession for a while, mm-hmm. and I'll connect them with a priest. For those, the marriages where I'm able to refer to Retrovi, mm-hmm. and there's an upcoming Retrovi. There is. Yep. Oh, we're doing a lot of cross-marketing yeah. here. <laughs> March 11th through the 13th. <laughs> uh, and so just being there and helping those in the brokenness and finding um, the joy and the peace and the healing that I find afterwards. And I run into people all the time. And just give me a big hug, and I, mm. I just find it's the most rewarding job ever. I bet. When I, I, as I'm listening to the conversation, I'm thinking, so what's the difference between psychotherapy and spiritual direction? And I'm, I'm sure there's crossovers, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously being able to do it as a Catholic versus in, in a secular setting, you have the ability for both components. Right. Now, I, I, I don't have a degree in theology. I'm not, you know, something like that. And, and we're, we're always reminded to stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. So I um, I've went to school. My master's is in social work. I've got um, board certified. I got a license in North Dakota, Minnesota, and Arizona <laughs> and for those snowbirds. Um, and we have I'm I'm diagnosing. I'm working with the the insurances, making referrals to to doctors. So I really, when I do my assessment, I want to plug them in to make sure that they're in with a spiritual director or connected with their church, um, and then with their doctors. So that's kind of that three legged stool of mind, body, and spirit. So spiritual direction is different than counseling because they're teaching. Uh, helping them on their spiritual path, and I'm augmenting them in their stress to kind of get them more into their faith, if that goes, so to speak. Because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stress out there, and they can't get down to the deep of praying when they're just so, so many other stressors out there in their lives. And you talk about, so let's talk about how spiritual direction. I mean, obviously, you say it is an important component. How does that augment um, your your you know your set of skills? Uh, and take it to another level so that you see that kind of where if somebody has a spiritual director, 
they grow mm-hmm. um, through the psychotherapy more than if they don't? Most definitely. There's a big difference. I see where they're, they're more of a balanced individual, that they start their day and end their day in prayer, and they're more integrated with the day-to-day and not just one hour at Mass on Sundays, um, that their walk with the Lord is um, just fruitful and they're just on fire, and and I'm part of the journey of helping them. I've always thought that it's so uh, critically important to actually have you know a Catholic perspective um, on our, our psychological needs because um, they don't they don't come in. We're not we're not carb- compartmentalized people like there's there's we're we're one person with many different aspects and they interrelate to one another so one could be um you know uh, spiritually ill and that manifests itself physically psychologically and those sorts of things right so to be ignorant of that might completely miss the real root of the problem right Mm -hmm. and I have um, witnessed in my office some people who have been spiritually oppressed by by the evil one. I've seen, and that's where I've I've worked with uh, referrals for exorcism. Mm. So a sterling silver Saint Michael medal had turned black. Wow, really? And I doused myself with holy water afterwards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And yeah, so there's the the occult and just how deep it is here, and Satan's just having a field day. And so it's it's so good to work together with all of my like minded Catholic yeah. Um, professionals. Yeah, we'll continue the good work, Jennifer. Thank you. We're visiting here with Jennifer Anderson. Um, again, that's the CatholicPsychotherapy.com is the website for that Catholic Psychotherapy Association uh, meeting, and then also your website is RedeeminggraceCounseling.com. All right, check both those out, folks. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for being here with us yeah, this hour. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Guys. It was really a treat. All right. Absolutely. Folks, this is uh, St. Valentine's Day, as we talked about before. And up next, we're going to talk more about uncovering the secret to a lasting and transformational marriage. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Live, live engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 